Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, Kara. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks so much for coming on Feathers in My Hair, my Teen Mom podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on Feathers in My Hair, your Teen Mom podcast. I'm very happy to be here. Um, you know, my first time, so I'm nervous. <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot to take in. There's a lot that happens on these shows. Um, I'm just not sure if we'll have time to talk about it all because we did watch two episodes and I did take about two and a half pages of notes <laughs> um do we have news did anything happen in the news uh cheyenne got married and cheyenne and zach what? got married last night did you not see the pictures no uh, so oh, no. just google real quick <laughs> look real quick the dress is her wedding dress was i mean first don't, tell, cheyenne me. don't, is... don't, don't tell me let me just take it in hold on okay cheyenne what's zach's last name terrell i think or mm. Davis, Davis Terrell, I think is his middle name, and but it's like on um, what's it called on Instagram? You know, uh, if like somebody's Instagram name, like I think of Ashley Jones as Ashley Siren because that's right? her Instagram name, <laughs> and I'm like, no, her last name's Siren. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, I'm. I can see like kind of pictures. I see Macy's there. Macy and okay. Taylor dressed up, and I'm gonna be generous and say that they looked. Like they put effort into their outfits. Um, that's what yeah. I have to say about that. Cheyenne, I thought looked. I mean, Cheyenne is beautiful, right? Like Cheyenne yeah. has a very pretty face. Her hair always looks great. Like I, her dress She's is never just gonna like look bad. yeah. Her dress just like isn't anything super special, in my opinion. In the reception, yeah. she did wear a jumpsuit that was like see through in the back, and I thought it looked great. Of course, all of the pearl clutchers on Reddit were like, "That's so trashy," and I'm like, mm, "She looks good." um yeah okay I I think you know she's yeah great gowns beautiful face I'm with you (laughs) beautiful face exactly (laughs) uh you know congrats to the happy couple of course he wore a white jacket of course I mean I like I would have bet my entire life on it (laughs) yeah I feel you I felt the same way about Brock from Vanderpump Rules oh god yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) would imagine marrying someone and like you okay first of all you've been together for how many years at this point you've had a child with him and i'm still don't think she's met those kids of his girl (laughs) still (laughs) and you can't use covid as an excuse anymore you can go to australia they could come to la (laughs) oh yeah it's yeah i mean now that you mention it that chills me to my core like having a wedding a big wedding not just a little thing a big film tv wedding without your spouse's children days long they were there for like a week oh it's so fucked up they could have definitely come to mexico oh my god i can't even believe you said that it's gonna ruin my whole day i can't wait until like five years from now when sheena is not with him anymore and understanding (laughs) that his crazy ex-wife is probably not a crazy ex-wife right we all have that moment in time you know (laughs) sometimes you get it in a small way and sometimes it's a very very big lesson (laughs) you know what i i suspect it might be the latter for miss shay yeah gosh (laughs) 
<laughs> Still Ms. Shay. Um, but yeah, I oh, so Cheyenne, the only other thing, I'm curious what the wedding's gonna look like in professional pictures and also on the TV, because I do think Shy has very good taste for events, but uh-huh. I sometimes think being on TV makes things you have to be have uglier options because of like the way filming is like I feel like it's very rare a wedding looks beautiful on television and I think a big part of that is like you scale down for filming purposes yeah like I'm looking at like candles by the altar where they get married Mm -hmm. and yeah I'm wondering how that would look on camera probably not great yeah I really I feel like one of the only really lavish weddings that I thought looked cool recently was Christine Quinn's on Selling Sunset but even that was like in a weird venue yeah it just felt very like claustrophobic yeah I always kind of feel like weddings on TV look a little cheaper than they would if they weren't on TV so I'm definitely like curious to see how it is um do I think that Cheyenne and Zach are happy together I mean not really not particularly but I think that Cheyenne really wanted a wedding and really wanted to be a wife and now she is so like good for her you know like if that's your goal like fine good for you they're hot people happy you know in the same way that like Sheena and Brock are hot people happy like there's two very attractive people and they're like yeah well this will work oh well you know princess is absolutely right that the only reason she is with him is because he can pick her up in the dirty dancing yeah a thousand percent there's like no that is an objective truth (laughs) um yeah and i think like and look i know everybody is 100 percent convinced that zach is the reason that the shooting happened and that he's some big time criminal and I don't know I just still feel like we know literally nothing about the shooting we don't even know when the fucking thing happened you know what I mean like we don't know anything about it we know that Zach has some like low level scamming charges which usually does not incite a a murder attempted murder for people um and also I want to say I don't know if she wants me to say her name but one of my dear dear friends uh, is from LA and has a good friend that is like friendly with shy. And she says that like, nobody is talking about Zach, like being a scammer or like, like getting shot up for being a scammer. Like she says that like, there's no talk about that at all, which mm. I think is very valuable information. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. It's so scary. And I was just watching the second episode or the latest episode mm-hmm. and just like you forget how explo- exposed these houses are in California. Like, I just would be so scared that they would just do a drive by right at my house. Her and, house is on know? fucking TV. They right. won the guy's been to her house. And he's like, been there. Yeah. I like, I kind of can't believe that they didn't move in with her parents. I agree. I, I like get a two bedroom apartment, something. Yeah. Like, I, because I think her parents have a bigger house that probably is a gate and you know what I mean like a little more security at it yeah um because I do remember the first time going to LA being like why every single house has a gate and like finding that very weird but I would imagine her parents house is probably a little more secure I don't know I just I really feel for them we could talk about shy first since we're here um because no other news happened oh I guess we should talk about kale and you had texted me on (laughs) monday which i was truly not on my phone all day monday because it was rosh hashanah and i'm with my best friend who's orthodox and we were at her friend's house so it's like 
I genuinely don't go on my phone. Like I don't, I leave my phone at home. Isn't that crazy? I like leave my phone at home and we go out. It's wild. Um, Those girls are so cute, by the way. They're so cute. But they were being like, they're getting older and like becoming bad. And it's really funny. Mm -hmm. They're not Mm -hmm. bad, but like, it's so funny listening to how self-aware they're becoming. Cause the eight year old, like was flipped out on Sunday night and I was like honestly you're being really mean to me and it hurts my feelings like because I think we should tell kids like if they're hurting our feelings I wasn't yelling at her in any way um I was just like this hurts my feelings and later she (laughs) kicked her sister really hard in front of me so I sent her to her room because I have like punishment powers there (laughs) (laughs) and I was like go to your room now and she went and um because she did it in front of my eye like I was sitting two feet away from them (laughs) yeah and I like went up a little later to talk to her and we like had a whole conversation and everything was fine I was like getting up to walk out and she goes and by the way I'm really sorry for earlier. I know I was being mean, but they made me turn off the TV. And like, sometimes I just get upset when we have to turn off the TV. And I'm like, you know what? Me too, girl. (laughs) And a television girl was born. Like, I I was like, yeah, I get it. Like, and the other one, the last time I was there, they were like flipping out about going to their grandparents' beautiful pool because they didn't want to turn off the TV. And she was like, you know, I always have fun at the pool. Sometimes I just need like a little bit of time after the TV's off to get excited. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, same. And it's just so funny when you like hearing kids start like expressing back to you feelings that you have, but you don't really think about because you're an adult and you get to have the feelings that we don't allow the kids to have. It's just a very funny experience. And they just speak it so plainly. And it's just like, yeah, completely. Like, I get that. I would have never thought that well, that way. But yeah, you're completely right. I give um, myself, I get to work and I spend like an hour doing, like me and my boss joke that it's like our adjustment time. Like, I need like a full <laughs> half hour before I can leave my home. Like, I'm so ridiculous. And then I'm like, get the fuck up to children. Like, <laughs> you know, like people always call Carrie Bradshaw a brat. But there was that one episode where she told... um Aiden like mm-hmm. I need like 30 minutes when I walk in <laughs> oh like, right Shh. quiet yeah. <laughs> like, don't talk to me and I'm like girl I get it I'm with you on that <laughs> so yeah it was fun but you I looked at my phone when I got back and you were like so Kale's really pregnant and I was like oh it's really annoying when I miss <laughs> teen mom news not even because I care that much anymore but like if I miss it I'll have a million tat you know what I mean I like you know yeah. Like, God forbid, I'm like a minute late on posting something. And uh, so I went and I was like, oh, God. So I went and looked and more paparazzi pictures have come out. I don't know. Are they paparazzi pictures or did someone have an iPhone? Um, I mean, she's like outside of a Wawa with a grease stained shirt. I, yeah. And like, how many paparazzi are in wherever the hell? That's, I Somebody, I think maybe it was naughty. I don't remember who, but somebody did say like do you think it's possible that she's trying to like soft launch a pregnancy by yeah. like hiring a paparazzi and I was like I yeah absolutely I do but I also think <laughs> yeah I also that's true I also <laughs> think this could just be somebody with an iPhone like I also guys I have to tell you Wawa jokes are not funny to me in any way shape or form and I don't know how to fully express it but it would be like if Kale was saying like we hooked up in a CVS parking lot. And then later you saw her with a CVS bag. You truly wouldn't think twice about it. But I understand Wawa has a funny name. And most yeah. of you don't have Wawa. 
but it's like there's I'm no joking there are 10 Wawa's within five miles of me <laughs> like I'm literally not exaggerating um yeah. I can like count them on my hand I know where they all are so it's just like an everyday part of our lives and so I'm just like begging people to not yell at me for not commenting on the Wawa because I feel like that's been happening <laughs> fair enough no Wawa if people are like why aren't you mentioning the Wawa I'm like because I mean Javi wasn't there pulling up his pants in the parking lot so yeah. I mean what more can we really say it's just one of those things now that it's know. like I get I get it like on a logical level because the name is so weird and most people just don't have them yeah. Um, but yeah so Kale's at a Wawa and she looks pregnant. It's like funny now that you've talked about it not being funny. Yeah. <laughs> Full stop. Kale looks pregnant. Like there's no denying it, but I am still pretty agnostic on her being pregnant, as I've previously said. I wouldn't say she's not pregnant, but I don't know. Like it's possible she's just carrying weight in her stomach now. She claims that she has PCOS. Like maybe she's super fucking bloated. Maybe she has fibroids. What are those called? Remember Cynthia Bailey? Like got yeah like maybe she has those like I don't know I carry weight in my stomach so it's just like we'll figure it out when she's a baby um like right. if she, she's also been talking about on her podcast apparently getting her tubes tied soon which would kind of line up because oftentimes if you get your tubes tied, you get them like after you have the baby like they kind of right. do it at once mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be shocked if she was pregnant again um but I also wouldn't be shocked if she was not and here's my hottest take in the world is I would bet it's Chris's girl I thought the same everybody's like so she's having a baby with the new boyfriend and I'm like why are we assuming that (laughs) (laughs) never assume not with Kale why would we assume that (laughs) (laughs) always keeps you guessing I wouldn't assume that (laughs) no I mean, Chris is always going to be the most likely suspect. And if she was like seeing this guy seven months ago, it wouldn't shock me if she was fucking Chris five months ago. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Javi's kid. Like, I mean, I, really neither. I wouldn't be surprised either. Like, Kale fucks, which I know everybody's like, Kale's gross. Uh, Kale fucks. All right. And lots of people want to <laughs> fuck her, apparently. And truly really good, good for her for that. Uh, but like, there's no shortage of men that she could fuck if she wanted a baby literally what's Javi's love life right now I don't know I don't think he's really posting about it which is probably for the best is he still doing his like um online prayer circle that he did after (laughs) he cheated for the 17th time (laughs) no now he's in his like I'm built different my kid's built different in like football but like your kid is seven like (laughs) oh no they're like lincoln is a professional football player is i mean in 2022 that we're still pushing okay. out, like like first of all I, mean, I i don't know if you guys saw the miami dolphins quarterback get fucking robbed uh, last night like yeah. to the point that people are like i hope he does not die because he had a concussion on sunday and now he's getting a second one on thursday which can lead to some symptom which causes you to die because your brain mm-hmm. swells um, I don't know. I don't think I would ever put kids in football, like personally, but oh. it's, yeah, they're just like obsessed with being like sport parents, which is something I could never understand. I think even if I have kids, I can't see myself ever taking on like Macy is that way too, yeah, in a way that I, I don't get. I don't get it at 
football. I'm allergic to football. Um, I just like can't do it. I was just at a family reunion like a couple weeks ago, and everybody in my family is like huge football people, and I just like it makes me physically ill. <laughs> I can't do it so yeah I don't understand like taking it so seriously it just makes me very uncomfortable when you involve children mm-hmm. and they're just like hyper disciplined and like scheduled I don't know yeah I, it just makes me uncomfortable just my opinion yeah it's it's too much um so yeah I don't know what's going on with hobby like if this baby was hobbies I would die that would be so fun <laughs> it would be so good we deserve that. We deserve that. But I, <laughs> I think it's probably Chris's and not this new guy's. Yeah. What's his name? Eric? Elijah, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and Kale's absolutely the type that can be like four months pregnant and getting a new boyfriend that's like obsessed with her. Like, oh, for sure. Like, for sure. That is- Kale, she's going to keep a man. I mean, that's what Cheyenne did with Zach when she was pregnant with Ryder. Yeah. Like certain girls just like can get a boyfriend if they want one i mean when i guess when your standards are low enough you know <laughs> amen to that you know <laughs> amen to that <laughs> all right so we watched the last two episodes because i was off last week and here's the thing i might be going back to throwbacks like permanently <laughs> i don't know if i can keep covering this show because usually at least when i watch two episodes there's something to talk about and when i say nothing happened in two full episodes it's like nothing happened I thought you would have enjoyed the Roxanne parts oh I did that's true I did enjoy them that that I enjoyed um I'm actually doing on my patreon patreon.com slash Liz explains princess and I in the next I think next week are doing an episode on their season of family therapy where yeah. Roxanne reveals that Brittany has a different father on national television. Ooh, Roxanne really just lets lets you know something way past when she should. Yeah, I agree. I did. Let's talk about that, actually. Let's talk about Brittany. I did enjoy that, but, like, it's not enough to carry an episode. I, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I actually was going to text you again and tell you, damn, I can't believe you're off this week because this is actually a really good episode. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe I'm just like in the it's also I think watching two of them probably didn't help. Mm-hmm. Usually I think that makes it easier, but I think it's making it harder with the new episodes. I don't know. I just like I like yeah, you're right. I like the Brie and Brittany and Roxanne stuff because I find their family so interesting. Mm-hmm. But like outside of them, I need Amber to be wild in and out. I need macy to get off the show <laughs> like <laughs> i just i think the issue is is that there needs to be two exciting things going on not just one yeah i'll give you that i will definitely give you that yeah amber needs to wake up put a mic pack on ryan i don't care get him back on my television do you think bentley sees his siblings no <laughs> that's really like, sad like i was off like of the, off of the phone no i was thinking about that because i don't even know how often he sees jen and larry and if he's not seeing jen and larry he's not seeing those siblings no 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 there's and no way. i love them those little kids Bentley is a sweet kid he's Our a sweetie 13 year old i mean can you die like i all things obviously like we don't know bentley <laughs> but well, all things considered he seems like, like a very good kid he's my 
biological son. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Brie. So okay. Brie has decided she wants to reconnect with her father who left her life when she was 16 years old, which is truly psychotic behavior. Um, yeah, I need to know more about this because I didn't watch Bree's season. Like, I just know her from from this stuff. So how involved was he in her life prior to that? My understanding is that he was pretty involved, but I like I don't think he and Roxanne were together. I honestly don't remember. I okay. need I need to do research on that. I watched her 16 pregnant not that long ago, but I think her Roxanne and uh, the father weren't together but he was still like in their lives okay so he moved back to new york it sounds like and yes. they don't know where he is yeah they don't have or they any... just found out yeah they don't seem to have his phone number because they're sending him letters <laughs> like I, I it's really sad growing up i had a friend whose dad whose parents got divorced when they were we were like 15 and her dad just like disappeared and i was like mm. where's your dad and she's it's like, like... <laughs> I don't know how you involve yourself in your child's life for that long. And I'm just like, okay, bye. Like what? That's what I mean. Like, it's one thing to leave a little baby, which is still terrible. But like when to be with your family for that long and then just peace out. Yeah. Is really nuts to me. But Brittany and Bree are interested in finding him because this man raised Brittany or they thought he was her father i don't know if raise is the correct term because i don't know how involved he was right hey hey we'll be right back after this quick break so brie i guess is just like gonna pull up on her dad which she tried before and he didn't see her why because i can't even completely blame brianna on this one Brittany. why you're supposed to be the voice of reason here why do you think this is a good idea yeah the whole exchange is just very weird like the whole all of it is very weird they sit down with roxanne to tell her and roxanne is like well i sent him a letter and the girls are like what months ago and he didn't respond and they get really mad which took me a second to understand but then i got it like they were basically saying that by Roxanne not telling them, she like denied them of the knowledge of the rejection, which I right. get. Right. Um, yeah, I would have been really caught off guard by that. And uh, <laughs> that's very frustrating. It's frustrating that she really didn't give them like I understand that she went through her own situation with mm -hmm. that man. But at some point, like you have to understand that these girls have their own separate relationship with that man and they should know that and you can't like put your stuff into why you didn't tell them stuff you know like it's not fair yeah like i can understand the idea of protecting them but first of all they're adults and second of all like they needed to know that he didn't respond to the letter so they wouldn't have even like come up with the new york trip in their head right yeah like you you sat there and let them plan this whole thing yeah no, like he didn't want to see them after brie went to new york and he wouldn't see her and rox decided she was going to write this letter she should have told them and they're like well we could have told you what to put in it and i don't think roxanne needs to give them that like I think that Roxanne can write the letter that she wants to write, but I do think that she should have told them 
so that they were because like if the I she's not reaching out to this man to like settle her own scores. It's about him being a father. And I understand why the adult children want to be included in this. Yeah, because she made like a big point of saying, I'm trying to make amends or like bridge a gap mm-hmm. between you two for you guys. Like, fuck that guy as far as I'm concerned. But like, I'm trying to make it better for you. So yeah, you they deserve to know everything. Yeah. And Roxanne is just like so fucking cagey about it because Brit is like, why did you lie? And Roxanne's like, I didn't lie. I just forgot. That would drive me insane. Yeah, it's so rude. It's like, no, you didn't. No. And like that she could have said a million other things. Like, I just wanted to reach out to him and I didn't want your feelings to get hurt when he didn't answer because I was pretty sure he wouldn't answer. Like, at least be honest, because that's probably the reason why she didn't do it. She just like going right to like, I forgot is so weird. Yeah, like that that's a major thing. You did definitely did not forget. Like, don't even play this game with me. Um, as if it was just like a blip in your day. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so then Roxanne starts going, like, I don't owe you an explanation for why I did it. And it's like, well, you do because these are adults. Right. Like, stop trying to act like you're talking to Lewis or Devoin. You're not talking about somebody with a five-year-old kid yeah I, I thought that was really really inappropriate and i really felt for britney later yeah because later like roxanne just like won't give them an explanation and so later britney and brie are talking and britney's crying because she's like i just don't like mom like i don't mm-hmm. like how she treats me i you know you and the kids are like my family but mom just does these things that like really hurt my feelings and right. I that like was very real to me. Yeah, her saying like, if it weren't for the girls, I don't know where my relationship would be with any of you guys, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's very real. I'm really curious as to like, is it solely because of the dad stuff? Because that's fair. Like, you should know that your father's not your biological father. Yeah, but- I think this is just triggering like a series of events that Roxanne has been fucking with since Brittany was born. Yeah. She she has like a real strange relationship with the truth. Mm-hmm. Like telling it and also like when to say it. <laughs> yeah, I think that the Zeus family is in a really interesting position because I think that obviously there's a lot of toxicity. I'm not denying that. Mm-hmm. But I think that Brie and Britt have this weird... not weird but like are forgiving towards her mom because i do think they're able to look at a lot of the stuff she did and be like she did that like for her own reasons like it was fucked up but like i get why she did it yeah she did fucked up stuff but she was a good mom she kept a roof over our head she's always been very supportive of us like i think that for better or for worse they're all very physically supportive of one another right like Mm -hmm. Their mom has them. Like, Brittany could be in another country, I think, and call, flip down, and Roxanne would, like, go get her. Like, I I think she's very much, like, a physically present mother. But then I think that she, like you said, just has a very strange relationship with the truth. And I think that Brie and Brett are probably able to justify a lot of it. Like, mom was just trying to protect us. She didn't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. But now they're adults and, like, probably 
looking at this all much clearer. It seems like Brittany is in a better place in her life and like has a boyfriend and she's happy. So she's probably reexamining some stuff with her mom that right. was easier to ignore when she wasn't happy and her life wasn't doing going very well. Yeah, I mean, what I took from how Brittany was speaking was more of like a she's my only parent, so I'm going to make this work. Mm-hmm uh not so much a we resolved anything with the situation (laughs) yeah and i think that i would bet that this is a fight they've been having with rocks for their entire lives i bet Mm -hmm. this goes way beyond the dad stuff like i bet there's been stuff their whole lives that roxanne roxanne just like does stuff and then later informs people of it maybe right (laughs) if it comes up she's like remember a couple seasons ago where she was like yeah of course i invited devoin to thanksgiving and Bree's right. like, bitch, what? Right. What do you, what? And she's like, yeah, I called him last week and invited him and his whole family. What do you, Bree, of course I did. <laughs> I have zero relationship with him, but why wouldn't you expect me to call him out of the blue to invite him to a major holiday yeah. all day long? <laughs> They'll be talking about Lewis or Devoin and Roxanne will be like, oh, well, when I called them last week and everyone's like, huh? <laughs> it's not funny, but it's like, girl, what? So I think that's probably been going on their whole lives. And I would bet that this specifically, like regarding the father is probably a very big trigger to Brittany. Like, yeah, like the behavior sucks enough, but like specifically regarding her father is probably very hard for her. Understandably. Yeah. Cause it's just so in- unpredictable. It's so unpredictable. Um, And it's so, it's really sad. And also like, Brie and then I see in this episode for next season or the preview for the next episode she's talking about possibly being bipolar and like sure maybe I mean I guess she gets diagnosed with it so she is but like I just been noticing her affect a lot and like how her affect is just so interesting to me like Brittany is having what I would consider like a normal response to this and Brie is like shuts down and you can see it in her eyes yes yeah like there's I think the wall it's not even just a wall it's like I think like, Brie is neurodivergent beyond bipolar right which like well who knows what that fuck you know what I mean it could be a million different things I'm not like it Brie's be- autistic which I know a lot of people say but I wouldn't say that but like I think that Brie has a very interesting affect that like really shuts down and also it would make sense if she's bipolar because it'd be that also explains like the sudden rate like a lot of her off the wall behavior i think would be explained by that like that makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense to me but watching this interaction with britney rocks and brie was like huh this is interesting like the way the way that they all react is very interesting to me right yeah, like brie can't even make eye contact with anybody during mm-hmm. these conversations um and yeah i yeah yeah we, we've spoken about this <laughs> yeah and i also think that like it's just one of those things. This has probably been a dynamic they established since they were three and four, you know, mm-hmm. where Brittany and Roxanne fight and Brittany fights for both her and Brie. Right. And like, Ro- like, I think they always just kind of treat Brie as like a person that's there and they talk around her. And I bet they've always done that. So right. Brie, possibly this is just her role in the family. Yeah. Yeah. That could, it could be all of the above. Yeah. Um. So yes, they decide that they don't want to go to New York. Okay. Was I was watching this actually on my TV and not on my telephone. I know, crazy. Mm-hmm. My big, like, 52-inch screen TV. So I was actually noticing details, which is <laughs> rare. Um, did Brie have a huge bruise on her mouth 
Oh, that's a good question. Now that you bring it up, I think maybe she did. I couldn't decide if like my TV was being a little distorted because I'm pretty sure I did buy like I buy the season on Amazon, but like you'll never catch me buying an HD version of something on Amazon. <laughs> I'm always going to that one dollar less SD version. So sometimes it can look a little wonky. And I was yeah. like, is something it looks like on the side of her mouth looks bru- yeah. like she has a huge fucking bruise. Yeah. Now that you mention it, I think she probably got filler. Like, <laughs> I think it's probably like an injectable bruise. But I was like, "What's on her mouth?" <laughs> Who knows? Um. Who knows? So yeah, they go and Brie is telling Brie is talking with Roxanne, and she's like, "You know, we decided we just don't want to go to New York." Um. And Brittany comes over, and they're like, "Look, we're not upset that you wrote the letter. We're upset that you didn't tell us because, like, we were saying." They were rejected and Brittany, like you said, was like, Roxanne, you're the one that I've got. You're the real one. I love you for it. You're annoying as hell, but you're my mom. And it like escalates so quickly. Well, because then she reveals that she called him. Yeah, but I think even before that, because Rox starts going with like, I was just protecting you. I was protecting you. And Britt was like, no, you weren't. Stop saying that. Mm-hmm. Like she cuts her off. She's like, stop. And yeah. I bet this is also an issue. I think that Roxanne really defaults to like, I was protecting you to defend all of her behavior. And I think probably the older Brittany and Brie get, I bet when they were young, that really fly, like flew for them, you know, like that was fine. Mm-hmm. And I think the older they get, the more they're like, no, you're not. Stop trying to justify your toxic behavior. There's also like... Th- this idea that like i think roxanne just gets loud in order mm-hmm. to shut them down yes like even though britney is speaking to her pretty calmly really you know, calmly leading up to this i think she like feels some type of way she feels insecure like hit dogs holler sort of situation yeah. and yeah. yeah things really escalate yeah i also think there's the issue of brie and Britt like wanting to have an adult conversation with their mom and roxanne not mm-hmm. willing to like meet them as adults yeah because then she would have to like i don't even think she's like above being like apologizing or being no she, or Br- roxanne will apologize yeah it's just she's this situation is very triggering for her clearly yes and she's defensive and i think that she is having a real hard time like accepting that her daughters are adults and are allowed to like push back on her mothering stuff right um in real yeah Brittany or Brie says that you know she wanted to be like included in the letter and this is when it comes up because Roxanne goes well I also called him (laughs) it's like girl Jeanette this point she's out of pocket she's a what do they call it a trickle truth teller Mm -hmm. where they just trickle out information and like eight weeks later you have the whole story so annoying so fucking annoying like she when they had the previous conversation she had already called him right right like this been already happened he already hung up on you like you knew this information ma'am like and come on they're already saying that they're upset about the rejection and not knowing so like 
just let them like you were already lying about it you know like did this truth need to come out right like, did and it honestly, like i don't even know that she was telling the full truth about that phone call no i don't think she was because she did you notice she kind of quickly switched because yeah. they say um well first brie and Brittany are like excuse me <laughs> <laughs> And then Roxanne says, which would really fucking make me mad. I think that this is one of her most like toxic moments in this whole thing. And she's like, you're not allowed to be mad at me for this. And it's like, yes, I am. Yeah. I'm allowed to be mad at anything I want. Anytime. Okay. Yeah. These are my feelings. They're valid. I'm allowed to be mad. But she says like very quickly, they're like, so you talk like, she's like, I talked. She says like, I called him. And really makes it sound like they had a conversation. And then they're like, you talk to him. And she's like, no, 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 no. Uh, as soon as you heard my voice, I hung up. He hung up. But a little yeah. earlier, she had been like, I told him he needed to see you. Like, right. I think they talked. I don't know if they had a very long conversation, but I think they talked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think this was like a voice recognition click situation at all. Yeah. And then once again, she starts going to it's none of your business. And it's like. Okay, so either make it their business or don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. If it's none of their business, why did you just bring it up? For what? Yeah, you, like you can't weaponize that against them just because they are upset. And the, the crazy part is they weren't even upset in this conversation. They were just, they were speaking rationally. Yeah, they could have had a, a much healthier conversation. And I think with Roxanne, it's hard to tell when she's willing to have a rational conversation and when she's not. Because right. I feel like on a different day, Roxanne would have reacted totally differently to this. A, a different hour. Yeah. <laughs> she would have been crying. I'm so sorry. I thought I was protecting you. It's very interesting, like, how defensive she gets here. Because I feel like that's very young like earlier Roxanne like in Team Mom 3 when she's like throwing shit at Devoin and remember when they first came on and she jumped on the fucking table <laughs> at that restaurant like the Applebee's or whatever that was. <laughs> she doesn't act like that anymore at least not on camera yeah. like we really in the last five years like really have not seen her melting down like this and so no. I, that I found interesting too because I was like I feel like this is old Roxanne that we don't see as much that now that she's, you know, Roxanne is lupus. I think she smokes a lot of pot. And I just think that she doesn't react like that to things as much anymore. And so seeing this come out was like, ugh. yeah, sad to see it happen to them too. Like when there are two uh, baby daddies who deserve it so much more. Yeah. So much more. Three. Three um, <laughs> Brie just gets up and walks away. <laughs> she's like, I'm, I'm not talking about this. And Brittany is like, you're not making sense. <laughs> like, right. The things you are saying do not make sense, mom. <laughs> oh, I, God bless them. Both of them. Like, this is when Rock starts going, the, I'm the, you don't know what that man did to me. And Britt go, is like, okay, so now you're the victim. And Roxanne screams, shut up, like, screams, like, mm -hmm. screeches it. Hey. <sighs> Yeah. That's I really hope that was not a common occurrence in their home anymore. Like for the girl's sake. Right. Yeah, like where were the girls? Hopefully they're at school. Yeah, it's just a very it was just like a really sad conversation. It was weird. If you had asked me before like you had told me like 
these facts, but like not the reactions, I would have been like, yeah, Roxanne's probably going to cry and apologize. I would not have guessed that she would have went off the wall like this. Right. She's become a crier in the last few years. <laughs> she is good for a tear. You're right about that. Which is probably better than screaming shut up. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely better. I also think Roxanne probably has the thing of like she was a single mother for how many years even when the dad was around was he around you know and like Mm -hmm. then she was essentially a single mother to Bree's kids too (laughs) like I think that Roxanne is the type of person that is like I'm doing what I need to do and I don't have to explain myself to anyone and hasn't adjusted to the fact that like two adults live in her home that she needs to justify herself to yeah you can't be in survival mode all the time yes that's what it is and i i think that that's really i mean i know it is it's like the chaos of it that you become like addicted to right and then even Mm -hmm. when you don't have to live like that anymore you don't just like shake it yeah it's really hard to like unlearn that behavior and just have like a what they call it a soft life yes you know i have this friend that i love dearly that grew up very strictly religious and no longer is And she would not lie to me, but like not tell me about the weirdest shit. And I'd always be like, why are you doing this? And then Mm -hmm. I realized like, cause she had just learned throughout her teen years and really like into her thirties to just how to modify telling people about her life. So her parents wouldn't know she wasn't religious anymore. And it was like, like we were texting all weekend once, right? All weekend. And then I see her tagged in Facebook with a friend of hers like out of town and I was like bitch were you out of town all weekend (laughs) and she like we were very good friends and I wasn't upset that she went out of town like I was like why wouldn't you mention that in the 100 texts that we sent like and like I think it's because she just like developed this thing of like only telling people certain things and I think that it was really hard for her to like unlearn that after doing it for so many years and I was once I kind of realized that I I had a lot more empathy for it because I like put together what she was doing like she was engaged to a non-Jewish man for many years and her parents didn't even know like that type of lying and like you just don't unlearn that what you know what I mean like you just don't unlearn that and I think she had gotten a lot better with it but it definitely was still like part of her life. And I think that's what's going on with Roxanne. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of behaviors that is just like ingrained within us and it makes us feel safe and mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. And you don't even notice it. It's like a subconscious, just part of your blueprint at this point. Yeah. yeah. And AA, we call them character defects, which is not a phrase that I love. Um, but kind of the idea is that like you develop these to survive And then when you like, and they're the things that like helped keep you alive, but then eventually they're the things that like tear you apart, especially when your life is getting better and you no longer need them to survive. And I think that is very much Roxanne. Roxanne needs therapy. Yeah. She does not need to be in fight, fight mode all the time. Like you live a lovely life in a nice little townhouse. Yeah. You know, I I saw, I think Brie moved out and bought herself another house. Oh, good. Because the plan always, she always said she bought that house in cash for her mom. And the idea was like her mom wouldn't have to pay a mortgage or rent and could live there for the rest of her life. And Brie, like she said that since she bought this house and she's like, I'm going to buy my own house. And I think she did. Good for her with Brie. 
I don't know. I hope Bernie's living with her boyfriend who is in the second episode. And I was like, who's that man? And I was like, oh my God. What a cutie. He, I mean, we didn't hear anything from him. So I don't know if he's nice or not, but I did notice. I was like, it's pretty sad when your dad doesn't come to your kindergarten graduation, but like your sister's new boyfriend is there. My thoughts exactly. And he seemed very happy to be there. (laughs) So the second episode is about Lewis. He's been coming around more. Stella called him daddy for the first time. I mean, that part's very nice. I'm happy that he's being more consistent. I like that they don't force Stella to call him dad, by the way. Yeah, like let her let it happen on her own. She's a smart kid. She is. And I really I they don't talk about it that much, but like occasionally I feel like they really let Stella like decide how she feels about Lewis. Like Mm -hmm. in a like I I think a lot of people be like he's not lewis he's daddy even if he doesn't really come around and so i think it's good that they're like letting her figure that out on her own yeah because brie makes a lot of other mistakes with regard to lewis (laughs) your dad's gonna be here your dad's gonna be here like thank god for Brittany. um hey brie do you want to like maybe consider that there's a a very high likelihood that lewis is not going to come okay that made me laugh so hard (laughs) brie texts him and he's in her phone as lulu the fool by the way which really made me laugh (laughs) um and she she, like tells brit that she's inviting him because he's been coming around and brit goes okay so do you think he's gonna come and like right when they're having this conversation he texts back he'll be there and brit goes or brie goes yeah he just texted he'll be there and Brittany goes that doesn't mean anything (laughs) you don't even want to just like maybe put it just put a placeholder in your brain girl that this might not happen because look at the look at the history that really made me laugh Brit is like what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) I could not believe she was dead ass like no he's definitely coming (laughs) like girl so fucking weird um so they have the graduation and it's in the car it's really cute they decorate the whole car brie i know that like i know that this doesn't make you a good parent but brie really does it up for those kids you know i was i wrote my notes i'm really surprised that she doesn't have a custom t-shirt for the whole family for this occasion i could not they should have are you kidding me you're so right they all should have had stella's face with stella's graduation written on it the car was good though the car the was car good. was good it's really cute they like have a little drive through stella's so happy doesn't even realize lewis isn't there and then they had a fucking hibachi dinner in the backyard like bitch i'm trying to get like you my boy that looked great <laughs> who's the celeb is it tyrese who has the hibachi in his backyard i think so yeah i, I think he's also got a starbucks too yeah <laughs> I remember Tommy Lee had like a Starbucks. Yeah, on ribs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because t- I think mm, Aziz Ansari uh, mm-hmm. talked about going to the Hibachi at Tyrese's house. <laughs> I mean, that, does, that seems like it would be weird for Tyrese to not have one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it seems very on brand for him. <laughs> yeah. But they were all having, they had so, they had so much fun. It looked like a perfect little graduation party. Like it was. Stella was having the time of her fucking life. She was like cheering on the hibachi chef. Like, <laughs> She's so cute. Like throw a shrimp into my mouth. 
Oh, I love yeah. it. And then Roxanne had to reach over oh. <laughs> for Stella, for Stellita, and be like, um, is Lewis coming? Excuse me. Like, ma'am, shh, please. Yeah. Also, the reason Lewis didn't come, he texts and he's like, oh shit, what time is the graduation? Which, of course, he already knew the time. He's like, it was literally, look one text up, Lewis. Yeah. He's like, come fuck, on. I overslept. And it's like, okay, I'm not, it's not fine, but okay. This he is a whole day. Yeah, exactly. Like, first of all, that graduation was at 10 o'clock. Well, you, you know, can... he's a nightlife DJ. He's out okay. late. Oh, whatever. But you can't uh, pop over to the Dollar General and get like a couple things and then get you some hibachi boy. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, you miss you miss the drive through. That sucks. That's really shitty. So there's no way that hibachi like the hibachi thing was probably at 12 or even later. It looked mm-hmm. like it was night, like getting dark. Yeah. Like, why couldn't you come for dinner? Or at any point that day, come with a balloon. Yeah. One balloon. Lewis, I don't think necessarily that he is a drug addict, but he has like real drug addict tendencies. He has very oxy behavior. Like he Uh does seem like he's just swimming through mud Uh all the time. And it's I like I look, okay. It do I think lewis is addicted to heroin like not really but if in this world where he is his behavior makes so much fucking sense because like he i bet when he has money and he's good and he's not dope sick he comes around and he's actually like a good person right like but when he does he oversleeps he says he'll be somewhere and then he isn't there for truly no reasonable explanation whatsoever mm-hmm. he misses something at 10 a.m but literally can't come for the full day probably because he either doesn't have money or he's trying to cop all day like i don't know his behavior just like screams opiate addict to me like that is mm-hmm. all like hallmark opiate addict stuff where like when he's good when he's right and he's not dope sick he's coming places and when he's not you don't see him and he has a, a he doesn't even make an excuse like you can't wake up like do you know how to fucking loser you sound because he, he uses that excuse a lot a lot he's always just waking up i'm like first of all how far away does he live like where does he live right get out of bed okay so you just woke up so get in your fucking car and drive over here brush your teeth and get on the road right like you're like awake possible you're up okay get over here right you're a grown ass man and to ask i I know we're just going back but like to ask what time it is literally (sighs) he told you the text message two text messages above tops i know it's it's crazy it's so crazy he's such a loser it's like yeah don't doesn't his behavior make a lot more sense if you think of him as like a dope head lean yeah yeah yes Yes, yes, yes. That opiate withdrawal is no joke, whether it be from heroin or lean, you know? Mm -hmm. Just ask little Wayne. (laughs) Yeah, quickly. (laughs) Oh my God. Remember when TMZ said he was dead? Oh my God. It was like a whole thing. That was like hours where they were like, here, like like Lisa Renna talking about Kim Richards, like he's on the brink of death. oh gosh it's so funny let's talk oh my god i almost just said something really awful but let's talk about leah okay Okay. you can text me what you were gonna say please uh leah is 
just, I don't know. It's like on one hand, I'm happy for Leah, right? I've said this a million times. I think Jalen is probably a good guy. He just really gives me the ick in ways that I can't fully articulate why. And Leah is such a little chameleon. Did you They're laugh at her outfit like, on the boat? Uh, girl. <laughs> like <laughs> it's giving J Lo in 2001. <laughs> I can't. She and went to she, baby fat and she got an outfit. Listen, like she in buy this look for less, please. Um, yeah, like she saw Chloe Kardashian on the back of a yacht and was like, you know what? I'm doing it. Um she, she, she looks out. bad. She looks she good. Looks, she looks silly. I just felt like the whole two episodes, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> first of all i think she's only in one episode by the way i think she's only in the second one oh is she only in the second one yeah i don't know it's so hard to keep track the move-in was two episodes ago okay you're right you're right yeah they move into this mcmansion of theirs and they have they keep i feel like all we do is talk about like that leah is gonna get married and get pregnant it's like so just do it okay who cares and the fact that she's even opening her lips to be like well I don't know. Well, like, I didn't know if I was going to have kids, but, you know, we are in a really great place financially and in our relationships. So, like, just say yes. Don't don't play me. Okay. By the way, this was the first episode that I thought Allie looked like a full-blown teenager. Did you notice that? My God. Yes. I mean, Aaliyah's been looking like one for a while. Allie, I think, just, like, didn't... I Well, she's smaller than Aaliyah, right? Like... And I think just like wasn't into like clothes and stuff as much before. And she looked, she had those round glasses. She had this little tank top on. I was like, Allie girl. I know. I, that's so funny. Cause I was like, excuse me. Who's this little girl? Um, yeah. I mean, I talk about transition lenses a lot, but I do think that they're very infantilizing on kids. Yes. They make you look look or just seem a lot younger than you are. Really fucking true. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the glasses did a world of wonder. But yeah, she's like, okay, I, it's really like hard to remember that they're twins, mm-hmm. and that means that they were born at the same time and yeah. are technically the same age. So yeah. yeah, yeah, they definitely. She looked like a like a tween teenager. They looked the same age for the first time in quite a long time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're talking, and Aaliyah's like, "I want to have another little sister," and Allie is like. I guess, girl. Allie's like, we just met this man. You keep yeah. telling me that I love him. <laughs> He's got really wide hips. I'm really unsure what's happening here. He has really wide hips. They're they're like the next generation Chris and Corey Gamble. And you can't tell me otherwise. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Let me write that down as a title name. <laughs> so fucking true <laughs> oh my god oh yeah um they have this new house and i don't know i also feel like everybody is like truly leah's gonna get the well maybe not because people don't like jalen and he's not white like cole but i feel like in a lot of ways we're like well leah's perfect now <laughs> she has a man i mean like Chelsea. That's it's, it's like, like yeah 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 she's got like a, a- uh, command on her um, outfit and hair choices and a steady boyfriend so she's good she's perfect 
that's all there is to life (laughs) oh gosh um so she goes to charlotte to visit her best friend who i don't know if we've seen any of these people before i recognize the one girl that was talking to her about you know having a black child i thought i did too but i thought she lived in west virginia like i thought that friend came around a lot yeah she was the only one i I wrote down leah has friends that she hangs out and parties with okay i think that those friends are all from her little cult stint Uh, because i do remember when she was in that little cult she suddenly was out a lot and like had a really diverse friend group and it looked i mean i don't know if it was these exact people but like it looked very much like the group pictures that she would post when she was in that little cult okay that would make sense yeah it would also make sense that like they live in charlotte you know what i mean like they're not local friends to her right she met them like at a convention or whatever (laughs) she wore a little blazer yeah yeah I i guess um so jalen's sister comes to the dinner and she's late to the dinner and also the boat ride the next day <laughs> like yeah. like late late like late like where they're like is she coming <laughs> yeah like having to make an entrance and talk about the fact that she's not there yeah yeah and did you notice my <laughs> jess is her name and leah are talking it's dead silent at the table. I, you know i literally you can hear the cutlery as people are like eating there like you hear people chewing as jess is like so do you think you're gonna have a baby or get married or whatever she said yeah like yeah so awkward and then leah's talking later about like yeah she asked me this that and the other i'm like yeah everybody heard they were yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all heard at one point jess is like yeah jalen will make a really good dad and leah's friend cuts in he already is a good dad and i'm like right. oh my god he's known those girls for seven months at this point <laughs> okay yeah yeah they were talking about how like leah basically just like lets him be the main parent okay when they said that i like kind of gasped because it's so classic leah to not understand what she's saying and like not hear herself and hear how everybody else is gonna hear her Uh because she's like yeah the girls love him and they're like doesn't he play like good cop and you play bad cop and she's like yeah like he always is the good cop but then the girls say oh whatever jalen says mommy just goes along with and it's like mm-hmm. girl you in danger girl that's not healthy that's not healthy your but this man came in i mean i think that i think in reality is that like at leah's house there's never been a bedtime <laughs> there's never been a sit-down dinner mm-hmm. there's never been a homework time i mean Remember when she was fucking Jeremy and she's like, the girl's just like solid in my phone. And I'm like, stop letting them go on your phone. (laughs) If you're sexting with Jeremy, like stop letting them go on your phone or like figure out how to lock down certain apps. (laughs) Yeah, she really seems to think that they're like the Gilmore Girls. And first of all, I don't think Leah's ever seen the Gilmore Girls. She just like knows that. That's very funny and true. (laughs) never forget caroline calloway saying her and her mom are like the gilmore girls but she's <laughs> lorelei and rory yeah. oh my god the funniest thing she's ever said <laughs> we're like the gilmore girls except i'm lorelei and rory <laughs> <laughs> she's like my mom's like taylor <laughs> Oh my god. Um, but yeah, Aaliyah like 
I bet Jalen's just like, okay, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> like, what? I don't, I doubt le- Jalen has come in as like a strict authoritarian. He doesn't give that vibe at all to me. And the girls do seem to like him, but I bet he's like, nah, like you have to do your homework before you can watch TV. And Leah's like, and they're like, mom, you've never made us do that before. And Leah's like, if Jalen says it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is like a best case scenario for like. I am praying. For- that it i am praying that jalen just gives me the ick because he's like cheesy as fuck and that everything else about him is real and like leah has lucked her way into this a la chelsea lucking her way into cole yeah like hopefully the worst thing about him is that like gigantic pearl choker that he wears <laughs> we're photoshopping himself into the cover. Oh. <laughs> wait why doesn't leah tell him to stop what? Why does he get his wardrobe from Chico's list? Why? <laughs> Honestly, I'd be like, babe, you know I love you, but like you have to stop posting photoshopped versions of yourself onto vote like onto vote covers because people <laughs> are gonna make fun of that on Instagram. <laughs> oh my god, Liz. I went to high school with a girl mm-hmm. who like scammed her way into the Trump administration. <laughs> Love and that. <laughs> as part of it, she had photoshopped herself into a Time magazine uh cover that she like a cover. tried to pass off as real. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's incredible. That's bold. Yeah. Very that's, that's so funny. Oh yeah. Jalen is just he's just weird. He's just one of those guys that has like taken the entrep he's swallowed the entrepreneurial pill, the hustle mm-hmm. pill. Rise you know? and grind. Yep. Yeah, the rise and grind pill. I mm-hmm. mean, thank God he at least seems smart enough to like have a normal job on the side too. Yeah. But he's like very rise and grind for sure. Yeah. Hustle never stops with the, the muscle emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh so we do get a scene when they're on the boat and Leah's doing J Lo cosplay. Uh no, literally, like I when they were getting ready for dinner, I was like, who are all these Latina women? Oh, there's Leah. <laughs> Excuse me. Her spray tan is it's like it's not that she's doing like she's not like black fishing. She's not acting like Kayla does, you know, it's not like no. that, but she no. it is this is not a natural Leah look. Not at all. The, it's the big Anna. Yeah, Girl. I mean she's J Lo and she's J Lo on the six. Like <laughs> still Leah from the holler. Yeah. <laughs> uh so they're waiting for Jalen's sister to get there because once again, and you actually it's really Leah's like, no, no, I'm sure she's like just in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Looking over her shoulder, like, no, I think she's here, like squinting. <laughs> maybe i can see her like i think she's getting stuff out of her trunk yeah Yeah. like they were really waiting for her but did they ever leave the dock i don't know i don't think so i hope they did you know for their (laughs) sake we didn't see it we didn't see it but they have a conversation because there's four black women there i think three or four black women and hard to tell leah's friend who i guess has a half black child um, and they're having conversations about like what it'll be like for Leah to have a half black child. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm is is Leah the brightest uh, bulb? No, but like, I at least it's good they're like talking about this. I guess I was thrilled that her white friend brought this up and was like, you really need to think about this girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Really? I mean, her white friend definitely did have a moment of like, I didn't know racism until my son like was discriminated yeah. against, which is like, Ugh. but I like Leah. I think Leah is very much a colorblind person. Mm-hmm. Like she, she said she dated black guys in high school. Like, I don't think she's like out here actively discriminating against people, but like, do I like I remember Leah saying that her her nephew's father was of like the opposite race. <laughs> <laughs> it's funnier the longer I think. <laughs> and they talked about him speaking Spanish from birth. <laughs> Leah. Yeah, like I bet Leah said the N-word a few times, but it didn't quite feel right. Like <laughs> she didn't really want to. In high school, she definitely did. Yeah. Yeah definitely and like i think that leah i don't know i i mean i worry about her having a half black child in rural west virginia first of all um yeah i don't think she's prepared for the like people are gonna make comments in public no i don't think so either but i do think like if she has a black daughter she'll figure out her hair oh yeah yeah um she almost talked about it as this like being a like a relationship milestone for she and Jalen like yeah we're gonna talk about it like he's gonna explain things to me (laughs) very like after school special I will say Jalen seems very close with his family like very Mm -hmm. they're with his family a lot as we see Jalen's sisters here even though Jalen isn't there so at least like if they do have a child like they will have black family you know like and a strong influence of a black family which is very important um, but it was definitely like wild that we are sitting here with Leah Messer talking about her potential biracial children. Never thought I'd see today. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> and I mean, it is a good, like, it's always good when on these shows that are mostly watched by white women, they can show black women talking about the conversations they have to have with their sons. And, you know, like, it's always good when they can show that shit on TV yeah and again i have to say like i appreciate her friend for asking her and not at being something that jess had to bring up yeah um because i think it's important to see white people have conversations with other white people about this you know yeah and her friend was very honest about it i thought like i i I thought it would like it was a little cringy just because it's Leah and I find almost everything Leah does to be cringy and like truly just like watching her in that outfit have this conversation was <laughs> just very funny but overall yeah. I thought the conversation was good mm-hmm. yeah I agree so I mean I guess like good for you like her friend I mean they were crying <laughs> like I was like yeah. this is- they were all having like a genuine heartfelt moment which is like rare and nice to see on Teen Mom yeah it's i'm with you though it's like i just feel nervous when leah has to cover heavy subjects um not because i think she will handle them poorly like a janelle or something but it's just a lot it's just a lot for her (laughs) to process it's a lot for her to process and to process it on television (laughs) um there really isn't much to talk about with kate I just want to quickly touch on it. She was in both episodes and yet nothing happened. Um, in the first Two episode, she gets she gets surgery for a cyst, but it's like serious surgery. 
Yeah, it sounded extremely painful. She had a catheter for over a week and it like wasn't working. So she was just pissing herself. Peeing herself for a week. And it sounded like they put it in and then took it out multiple times, which did not sound fun. No, 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 no. Um, And there is an interesting kind of back and forth. And this is like how you can tell that Kate and Tyler have been together a long time, but like maybe don't have a very strong like deep emotional relationship I don't know how to explain it but Kate is like I just don't want to be out of control and Tyler's like what do you mean (laughs) you've been out of control so many times in your life and Kate's like what he's like she's like basically being like I'm worried about not being able to take care of myself and Tyler's like remember when you like went to treatment and you like try to kill yourself and like you couldn't get out of bed and like and Kate's like yeah maybe that's why I don't want to feel that way now (laughs) Tyler really acts like he's on a sitcom like he's very like vlogger family you know what I mean like light and bright okay Tyler was fucking born to be a family vlogger now that you say it holy shit (laughs) he has such a YouTube personality oh my god Mm. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Reevaluating everything. Um <laughs> Yeah, he was doing a lot of like making faces and like uh-huh. what? But like he lo- he loves to like be laughing and showing the positive but then also sit down for a serious talk. Like yeah. Provided yes. it's like a full house 30 minute sitcom serious talk. Yeah. Ex- exactly. But it was just such a weird exchange because like all Tyler had to be was all he had to be is like, well, don't worry. Like, I know you'll feel that way, but I'll take care of you. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. Or why? Why do you feel that way? And Kate could have been like, because of like all of the, like, I've been doing really well for the last four years. And I just am worried about like having a slip back. I think that's really common, right? Like when you have been through you're in a recovery of any sort and you're going to be in a situation that's going to trigger similar feelings I think it's like very normal to feel scared um yeah and like she also like remember Tyler you guys took a break when things got too tough and like you were doing the lion's share of the parenting and all mm -hmm. of that and I think like if you think I'm going to be bedridden and I'm not going to be able to do anything for our three kids for x amount of time like is that going to be a problem for him? Yeah, it was just such a fine and normal comment for Kate to make. But I kind of wonder if they go back and forth with this a lot, where Kate mm-hmm. is constantly being like, I don't want to have, I don't want you to have to take care of me. I don't want you to have to take care of me. And eventually it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's kind of like a broken bird situation. Yeah, because you know, like sometimes it's, you have empathy for a while, and then you're like, at this point, this is so irrational. I can't keep reassuring you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just weird. And when Kate was like, "Yeah, that's why I'm scared of it," Tyler was like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> see ya." <laughs> it's just so weird. She gets the surgery, everything goes fine, and then the second episode, they decide that Tyler's going to schedule a vasectomy. Um, because they've had four biological children they don't want to have more he schedules an appointment they're driving there and he's like i can't do it and kate's like all right cancel the appointment 
<laughs> your body, your choice. Don't you she think that's amazing that they t- named that episode Your Body, Your Choice when we know that there's going to be a Roe v. Wade storyline coming in? <laughs> like, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because Kate keeps being like, you don't have to get a vasectomy if you don't want to. Like, she wants him to get one, but she's like, it's absolutely fine if you don't. Yeah, I mean, she started off kind of struggling with like, is this the end? Like, she's kind of having baby fever. Yeah. Do I want to entertain uh, having another kid? Kind of wanted a boy. Um, you know, it's it's got to be like, even if you're sure, you probably have that moment of like, oh, shit. Like, do I really, really want to do this? Yeah. Even if you really do, you know? I kind of have a feeling she might be pregnant right now um, because mm-hmm. she posted some picture of the family that was a really lovely picture but truly looked like a pregnancy announcement the whole family is wearing blue nova's or veda's hands are like on kate's stomach she's like cupping her stomach it on it could have just been an unflattering picture you know and like kate didn't really realize it until she posted Mm -hmm. it and everyone's like is this a pregnancy announcement she's like uh fuck and deleted it because she's not pregnant um it's one of those things you know where you're like not I didn't post it on my Instagram because I felt like I don't like I did with the kale one because I was getting tagged I knew I'd be getting tagged a lot but I don't love to post like look at how she looks I think she's pregnant pictures on my Instagram like it's just not needed you know like you can go to a million other sites to do that I don't need to do it on mine um but like I wouldn't be shocked if she was pregnant with a boy right now well muscle if they are the conversation with Gary (laughs) okay (laughs) can we fucking stop with these i'm gonna call this person because they've been through it i don't care right you you don't text gary come on it's never gary time over at your house it's never gary and i mean i mean i guess to be fair though like tyler and gary have known each other for almost 15 years at this point right lifelong co-workers yeah truly (laughs) yeah i mean there's that like kinship but they're not like friends like you know no 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 i also didn't realize because gary tells tyler that christina was pregnant twice after her kids were tied i didn't realize there was a second time yeah what it is probably like an ectopic one isn't that what it is well and she did have an eptopic eptopic pregnancy and so my friend recently had an eptopic ep topic pregnancy that she passed on her own mm-hmm. and um they like ended up they went in to do surgery and they didn't need to take the tubes out which is great um but part of the reason they were considering taking the tubes out is because apparently once you she got pregnant through an IUD um which if you get pregnant on IUD it's very dangerous because it's like way mm-hmm. more likely you would have an eptopic pregnancy right. just so you just in case you didn't know um and so they were worried that because she already had one that means that she's like at a much higher risk for them than anybody right. else because like your mm-hmm. body is doing that and once right. your body like and if like the birth control the strongest birth control in the world isn't stopping it like it's a really high risk factor but i guess they went in there and there wasn't a bunch, like they just decided they didn't need to do it but i that's probably what was happening with christina is that like when you can have one of those it's like showing that the sperm can get through <laughs> right right and shout out to gary for being like you know what i decided that it was time for me to be proactive yeah that was remember on the hat that was really scary i mean you can die yeah yeah remember when macy really wanted to tailor to get a vasectomy and he wouldn't do it <laughs> like just 
flat out refused to do it. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor will really uh, throw, throw you for a loop. Yeah, damn. I mean, like, look, I get it because I agree with Kate, like, your body, your choice. But, like, if your wife has, like, a crippling medical condition and is, like, asking you to do this, like, freeze some sperm and get the fucking vasectomy. Like, right. if you, your wife who's pushed out two of your babies. Yeah, like, don't be blase about it. Like, no. Yeah. Like, like I, I, like, if he doesn't want to do it, he shouldn't do it, right? Like, full stop. But I find it hard to understand how you can be in a marriage with someone that you love very, very much and watch them have like a crippling medical condition that you having a vasectomy would aid in because she could get off the birth control that makes things worse for her and you not wanting to do it. Right. And acting like it would be an inconvenience or like it would take something away from you when it's like how much has been taken from her you know yeah because it's like the same it's gary was like oh shit (laughs) this is bad i need to go get a vasectomy not and it didn't sound like he was getting a vasectomy because it's like i absolutely never want to have kids no matter what he was like it was dangerous for christina so i went and got one and i feel like it's just hard for me to wrap my head around like if i was married and my partner like wouldn't even consider it for me i think i would be like put out i agree I'm I'm totally with you. And it's like, it's not like there aren't options. Like, freeze your sperm. I mean, Megan King Edmonds had three kids with frozen sperm. As we saw. <laughs> that rocket <laughs> ship in the back of the car. Um, the conversation they had when Gary was like, I just had two questions. Um, where does the sperm go? <laughs> Which is fair. Um, and also, can I still shoot my load? And the fact that they had to censor shoot my load help help me god help me god (laughs) and then and then um uh tyler was like you i don't care take all the juice out of me i don't even care like oh please don't say load don't say juice please so gross just so (laughs) gross this is so gross (laughs) (sighs) oh gosh (laughs) let's talk about macy real quick um you don't want to keep talking about Gary's load yeah I don't want to talk about Gary's load anymore (laughs) this is why by the way Kara texted me last weekend and said since you're not doing feathers in my hair can I record an episode for you talking about Gary's load no I didn't I asked you no it was about he was having a conversation because Amber wanted him to like help in the testifying Uh and she was like no I think you would be a good person because like we've kind of been through it and what did he say oh my god he said it really killed me oh in my memory i think i i think i didn't like totally process what you said and then when i watched the episode i was like oh it she had to have been talking about that (laughs) oh he said he was living out of prayer (laughs) yeah Yeah, right i was just living out of prayer (laughs) when he's like she's like how did you get through that oh my god (sighs) only because i guess the load episode hadn't aired yet (laughs) yeah (laughs) but then i was like well actually can you come on feathers my hair next week (laughs) (laughs) it would have just been like a 45 second episode me laughing about gary saying living on a prayer yeah i probably should have you should have then edited the song and then just you laughing right (laughs) would have been great um okay so bentley is turning 13 you know that we must celebrate legally we must celebrate penny's birthday every year on this television show 
yeah federal holiday (laughs) no other child has had their birthday shown every season (laughs) you're right how was it always his birthday i really think it's because macy was the pilot episode Mm. and so they just like i think it they feel the most like connected to bentley i think as an audience we feel like the most connected to bentley's birthday because like he was first yeah and there, he's just so cute and little oh, southern Benny. uh he does yeah. he really seems like a good kid i saw several black women on twitter being like bentley's 13 i can't handle this <laughs> <laughs> yeah it went viral a couple months ago well yeah, i guess last whenever isn't his birthday in the fall where are we timeline wise by I the way it is it's definitely in the fall why are we so in cheyenne did you notice there were christmas items up mm-hmm. i thought we were in like may of 2022 <laughs> where are we prime doesn't exist on team mom it really doesn't i'm pretty sure bentley's birthday is in october hold on birthday. oh my god is he actually 14 october 27th 2008 oh Holy that boy's 14 years old i can't how are we a year behind on filming? I'm really confused. Oh, you know what? I bet they were filming Team Mom OG. And then they were filming Team Mom 2 and then they decided to combine the shows. Yeah. yeah. I bet a lot of the OG footage is from last fall to like to winter. And I would bet that a lot of the Team Mom footage, Team Mom 2 footage <laughs> is like March, April. Right, because I noticed in the preview for the last episode, they were doing a lot of, like, Teen Mom footage, not Next Chapter footage. Yeah, and um, Kale kind of announced that she wasn't filming on the last Teen Mom 2 reunion, so we had the team, you know what I mean? Like, chronologically, Mm -hmm. this should be an OG time. Um, Right. OG should have started, really, like, two months ago, so it makes sense, and then they're probably just airing shit out of order. Um, Yeah. So Macy is goes out to lunch with her mom in a, a sweatshirt that says poet on it. <laughs> <laughs> Macy Edgar Poe. Alan Poe, yeah. Poetry is a real I always just think this when I see Macy with her little poetry book or Tyler posting those poems. Um, poetry is like a real learned art. You know, like there are, yeah, obviously like there's room for creativity, but like there are are actual like things that make poetry good (laughs) yeah it's a skill it's a skill that people go to school for it's a skill that you develop through reading a fuck ton of poetry all of the time and whenever I read their poems I'm like and I'm not really a poetry girly myself but it's like it's so obvious that they don't read other people's poetry realistically like in the entire history of humankind there should have only been like a hundred poets that's probably true (laughs) (laughs) And they definitely are not the two. <laughs> That's probably true. I mean, Macy fucking published a poetry book. <sighs> Did she? And I'm not saying that, like, if you don't go to college to be a poet, like, you're a bad poet. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But, like, does Macy read? <laughs> I'm sorry, like, but if you want to be a writer, you have to read. There's no way to be a, a good writer if you do not read books. No, I'm. you're right. You're absolutely right. And I would imagine the answer to that is no. And famously, Kara and I both fancy ourselves as someone who should be writers, but we've realized that we're just talkers. 
I was just thinking about that the other day. (laughs) Like, I truly, in my head, I'm like, I should be a writer, but it's really just because I can fucking talk forever. And that doesn't actually mean that I can write. (laughs) And and thank God for both of us. Thank God for podcasting. Both of us will realize our true talent. Honestly, this is self-publishing slam poetry. (laughs) Times got hard enough myself, you know? (laughs) This is my art, Kara. (laughs) <laughs> my creative expression <laughs> uh, but Macy's very worried about Bentley's birthday because he wants to have it a bowling alley and she's like still having a lot of trouble with noise uh, with her PTSD and here's my thing I thought we were going to go to the bowling alley and like all of Benny's friends would be there it was just their family and he maybe had one friend there and I was like so why did we have to go to the bowling alley <laughs> like one or two friends yeah it was not you couldn't have gone to top golf right i feel like bentley always has like very sparsely attended birthday parties i think they don't show his real birthday parties would be my guess i know it's the case i'm sure they probably do family filming parties i mean we don't see bentley film with people and i'm guessing his friends just aren't on camera because I, I I believe in my heart that Bentley's a very popular kid. <laughs> like he, he, he has the energy of a very He has the energy of a very popular kid. He plays all those sports. He's fucking famous, first of all. Yeah. He's the only yeah. famous kid at his school, I'm sure. Um, but also, like, Ryan's son was probably always going to be cool, you know? Oh, without a doubt. Um, we know that doesn't necessarily translate into adult success but yeah that's what i'm saying like let's hope he didn't peak too soon yeah um like his daddy did let's yeah (laughs) but my thing is it's like i mean it's one thing if bentley wants to go bowling i get it but bentley is also pretty mature and couldn't you sit down and be like look love you very much i know you want to go bowling you and your friends can go bowling and your dad will take you your dad being taylor mckinney um your dad will take you uh but when we do like the family filming party for the show do you think we could like go to sky zone or top golf or like some other place because you know that like the sounds are really hard for me and i don't think bentley would object to that so i just found it i was like this is kind of i think clearly done as like a exposure therapy for macy via mtv in a way that's Mm -hmm. very weird it was very weird and like disjointed and yeah it wasn't very organic to me no um she sees balloons at the bowling alley and like flips out and has to move them away because the balloon popping is like really really sets her off and i was like Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense she talks a little jade about it at the end and she's like it's really cute but also she's like do you think i should just like pop all the balloons and i'm like no macy i don't think you should do that <laughs> but she did and i thought it was really sweet like she asked jade if she's ever felt scared and yeah was that like, was oh, so cute really good parenting she's such a smart kid that jade like jade said that she felt nervous when she got she goes or macy's like explains why she's scared of the balloons i mean obviously a producer is like jade ask me ask your mommy why she's scared of balloons <laughs> by the way it's just so dystopian like well, a random some, adult some... like whispering to your child's ear like ask your mommy this <laughs> put some roblox money on your account yeah. don't worry about it girl. <laughs> it's funny too because jade has a funny smile on her face when she asks like mm-hmm. so clear and looks dead at the camera like am i doing it right <laughs> she's so cute so cute and macy i thought explained it really well she 
was being honest about the shooting, but I thought it was a uh, like age appropriate honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jade seemed to get it. And Macy was like, so have you ever been scared? And Jade said that time that I got the award at school. And Macy's like, so you were nervous. And Jade's like, yeah. So cute. <laughs> adorable so cute I thought that that was I don't I thought that was a nice little exchange between them yeah and like asking her do you think I should do it like yeah was it the best idea maybe not but you know it was cute I miss Jen and Larry I do too I miss that that tin wall (laughs) tin wall I want to see I just want to see Jen crying on her couch with that tin tin wall behind her (laughs) that is she has had enough yeah by the way every time they show macy's wallpaper it's like stunningly ugly do you notice it ever it's like yeah the like fire effect medieval times yeah (laughs) god that house that house is a true house of horrors but yeah macy has nothing going on in her life and like i mean i i mean i find the ptsc stuff to be the most by far the most compelling thing that she has going on um but like it can't be every episode you know yeah we gotta give like bring your black friend back let's see what she's up to sway where is she i don't i think about her all the time i think macy's still friends with her macy has had the same friends her whole life raj her friend her indian friend raj was at the the birthday party yeah i don't like him he's annoying he likes being on camera too much well look you gotta get the friends who will film I wonder yeah. how Keely Keely had that baby that was born with like the brain defect. Remember, who was the one who had the baby with the Keely? Oh, okay. Also her. Okay. Yeah. Well, the baby with the what? What were you gonna say? Well, no the 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 dad was like a pedophile. No, that's someone from Chelsea's life. Oh, it is. I thought it was Macy too. No, it was her friend amanda or laura i think amanda you're right okay okay move on god (laughs) do you think chelsea was like a little mad at her too (laughs) because he was on tv for sure for sure (laughs) all right so amber is going to court for james and look do I feel for Amber? Sure. Right. But I also like, Andrew's like a crazy QAnon person. And I don't, I mean, prayers up for baby James, you know, at all times. But when Amber is like crying about how good of a mom she is, I want to be like, how many visits did you miss last year? It's so hard because um, Gary says that like they have a great relationship and it's hard to, understand because we can't see james on tv but yeah i actually appreciated that i think christina said that and i appreciate it where she was like people just don't know that she's doing so much better i was like yeah that's fair right like yeah we really judge based what we see on tv but also like gary also said something though he was like yeah and um leah notices (laughs) yeah yeah he said leah really notices i was like yeah "Mm, that's sad yep um and i don't like put too much stock into gary testifying for amber because here's the thing gary needs to say on the show teen mom (laughs) 
yeah gary definitely did not want to do that and he was trying to tell her like girl i'm gonna have to tell the truth you know that right gary knows where his bread is buttered and that is via amber and the television show they're on together is that great for his daughter no no of course not but is that a big reason that gary is so involved in amber's day-to-day yeah hell yeah he's making six figures and he can have his little dream of having a little farm out inside his house like yeah yeah oh gosh uh so yeah she's asking gary to testify for her which is kind of sad that gary has to be the one to testify for her seriously she has no she goes to see her friend who i I thought that was a therapist at first the friend that she goes to see the older woman (laughs) which which older person (laughs) amber's like the lady gaga of like friendships like (laughs) do you have a friend of your own age one that we had never seen before an older black woman and like she had a really like colorful space that i thought was a therapist's office yeah who knows and, like, they're sitting on couches in a way that looked very therapy yeah maybe she's like a life coach or something <laughs> you Who know what Amber hopefully people. it is hopefully it is her life coach hopefully um amber is just like really really upset about all of this which like i get and i understand like the only thing is, is like, why doesn't Amber just move to California? Right. It's not Leah. Yeah, I. That's a great question. I. I mean, she'd have to get off the couch, and that's the whole thing. <laughs> is Amber still in school? They haven't mentioned that this year. <laughs> Liz, come on. I really the sad thing is is I think Amber actually could be pretty good at school I think she just went about it like the totally wrong way like she should have started with one like basic English class in person yeah like it's hard to go from like little education to full load online school like that's difficult I mean Amber hasn't been in school since she was like 15 right and she should like she should have went to the community college not like some for-profit four-year university anniversary (laughs) four-year university that she was doing like she should have just went and taken like the very basics at community college and like learned to be be a student she probably has no idea how to be a student because why how would she know yeah she just wanted to pick the online school with like the best name Mm mm-hmm because it was like universe it was like a, it was purdue university. it was purdue universities like but like they're ex- like basically tyra banks is harvard right right i just found it to be i don't know it's hard because i actually do think that amber would probably like school because i think amber like genuinely likes talking about things and like I just I can see her like thriving in a school environment but it had to be done the right way and I don't think she did it the right way yeah it was just like too much too soon yeah she's like I'm gonna get my PhD in psychology it's like why don't you just take a basic English and math class class first right Mm. um they have the trial and I think they all kind of knew that James was leaving it kind of they kind they were all really Gary Christina and Amber all seemed like very low on this did you notice that like talking around the elephant in the room here yeah that makes me wonder what happened at court i mean yeah 
<laughs> obviously didn't end up well for Amber. Amber. <clears throat> like, I'm wondering if I really think that I, I mean, we don't know, but my bet is that he showed the court that Amber missed a fuck ton of visits. Mm-hmm. Because that I'm- is the ultimate argument, right? Like, that is the ultimate argument for being allowed to move, is that they don't take advantage of their court-ordered visits. Yeah, I mean, and that's, like, irrefutable. Yeah. And the thing is, though, it's the interesting thing is, like, with the new custody agreement, she actually gets more time with James. She just has to fly to California to do it, which is right. kind of nuts. But right. but oh, I don't know. She doesn't have an everyday presence in Leah's life. So why doesn't she just move to California? She doesn't have friends or family or like she doesn't have anything in Indiana. <laughs> So she really, and she has the money and the means. So she really wanted to be part of James's life that way. Why doesn't she move to California? Yeah. Or like be by coastal or whatever, like get a little apartment somewhere, you know, and that way you can save on hotel fees and, and, you know, be out there for half the month and then go back. Yeah. Get a little studio apartment there, get a smaller apartment in Indiana. Like she could afford it. Definitely. Or she should be able to afford it, considering she told the court she makes $600,000 a year just from Team Mom. Yeah. After yeah. taxes and lawyer fees, that means she's banking like $300,000 a year to live That's in Indiana. Awesome. Yeah. she If she doesn't have like a boatload in savings, then what are we even doing here? I mean, she probably doesn't even have credit. Like They're always like, I have bad credit. I'm like, you're a millionaire. What are you talking about? uh isn't it so annoying like i would be such a better rich person than so many people so many people um amber also like i think that she's probably a really impulsive spender i would guess because i don't think she takes the right medications would be my guess um and she Mm -hmm. buys a lot of stuff but like i don't know it's just it's hard for me to hear somebody that truly has the means to make bi-coastal parenting work i mean long distance parenting is not really bi-coastal right and I get that she's sad but like you have the means to do this and by the way if she's making six hundred thousand dollars on just see mom imagine how much the girls that are like doing Instagram make in the clickbait and because Amber I'm doesn't do anything else but team mom Amber I, I mean a hard and fast rule like whatever you're making in your show salary you can easily double it on Instagram and social media like easily easily and if you're not doing it you're stupid you're so stupid i mean amber like it's so crazy when they don't monetize their instagrams like you have so many followers you don't have to do anything anything just throw up a vibrator and say that you love it (laughs) they're all plugging that vibrator Give somebody your password and get that fab fit fun. Yeah, I bet Amber is like the type who spends a bunch of money on Instagram targeted ads. Exactly what I was gonna say on bullshit. Yeah. On total bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear her say at the end when she goes over to Gary's house to eat? She goes, you know, I just talking about James, she goes, I can't do it again. I fought for one child and now I'm fighting for James. I just can't do it. And I'm like, when did you fight for Leah? I mean, sometimes I, I really, it's helpful to look at Gary's reaction when she says shit <laughs> like this. Because it's just like white knuckling it under that table. I can tell. Yeah, because what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> like, 
dog. Also, like, I, saying on camera that you, it's, it's like, you can do it, Amber. You can. If you want to, you can. And I understand there's more stuff going on. She has serious mental health issues, right? Like, I'm not downplaying that. But like I said, you have the resources to do it. Mm-hmm. And you claim that you're in such a better place now. So fucking show us. Yeah, there's a lot of talk and very little action. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, and it is sad for Leah that her brother's going to move away. But also, like, once again, this family has means. Right. <laughs> Put little mm-hmm. Leah on a plane. Yeah. Easy. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about Shy, who... <laughs> Ryder has a nail polish line coming out. And I will be getting the entire line. Thank Ryder you very much. nail polish. <laughs> it's going right on my business account. Thank you so much. <laughs> First of all, what the fuck are we doing here? Why are we talking about this like this is Ryder's business? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, uh, it absolutely is. She was on that Zoom meeting with a cream colored blazer. Ready to talk about her favorite shades. (laughs) But she gave the speech at the party. (laughs) That was fucking funny. (laughs) She's such a cute. They brought her modeling. I saw her in Target once. I was just like walking. I was like, is that Ryder? She's like a perfect for modeling. Ryder is, I can't believe they don't have her acting. Like Ryder is so cute. She's so personable yeah smart quick yeah yeah um okay so cheyenne is still oh i guess it's the first one that episode where they're the nail polish is in the second episode and the first one um they have court again which gets postponed again Again. Um, but at least he's like in custody at this point yeah i think he was last week too they just like weren't being clear about it okay i thought that was odd it it was the way the whole fucking thing is odd Kara it's odd (laughs) yeah it is why have how has I mean I guess it's because Team Mom isn't that popular anymore but like how has Ashley not gotten a producer to give her a fucking date so she can do some research listen TMZ is like scraping the bottom of the barrel these days like the articles that come up on that website yeah how do they not know I mean, they covered him getting arrested in the airport. Right. How has nobody found out this information? It's weird. It's so weird. Like, just give us a fucking date and let us read. And honestly, like, I hate to, like, victim blame, but that is part of the reason that they look so much shadier. Because if Zach had no part in this, why wouldn't they be openly talking about it more? Yeah, it's it's strange, and I don't get it. It's very strange. Um, so the the court gets, you know, um, what's it called? Gets postponed again. And mm-hmm. oh, but before she calls me, she's like, I just really need someone to talk to. I'm like, oh great, Chan's gonna go to therapy. <laughs> no, no, no. Macy. Macy. And it's interesting because yes, they both went through the same thing, but so different. <laughs> Yeah, like a random shooting versus a targeted 13 shots at your family is different. Both yes. traumatizing, but different. And May- I mean, Macy's like, well, <laughs> my kids weren't there. I wasn't targeted. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, they're, like, 
it's just the idea it's kind of being like yes they both went through a shooting and i'm not saying that it's not comparable at all but it's kind of this like blanket idea of like all trauma is the same and Mm -hmm. their situations are just so fucking different yeah because like at the end of the day like yeah clearly macy has a lot of very justified ptsd but like it's very different to look in the face of somebody you know and they're shooting at you Uh, they unload bullets into your fucking car right like macy i mean i think she was inside the gas station she was able to like lock herself in the bathroom i believe is what Mm -hmm. like truly wrong place wrong time which is so scary it's horrifying i understand why she has ptsd the fucking I think the cop or the sh- one of them was using her car as like a shield. Like right. I am not downplaying this in any way, shape or form, but the aftermath of what Macy went through is so different than what Cheyenne went through. And Cheyenne's fucking struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she but is I not did, in a good place. I did like Macy's advice of like, stop wondering about what could have happened mm-hmm. and just focus on the fact that everybody's alive and they're okay. Yeah. Oh my God, Cheyenne describing, she, at one point she's sobbing, talking about, not with Macy, this is like with her family. And I think, Mm -hmm. and she's talking about, um, they got into the, yeah, they, when the shooting was happening, she heard Ace screaming. So she knew Ace was okay, but Ryder was being like dead silent and she was screaming for Ryder to like say something and Ryder wasn't saying anything. And she thought Ryder was dead. Like I- I'm tearing up right now even thinking about that that's <laughs> yeah like so to, horrific yeah it, I never would even like think about that until it happened like you know what I mean like I just yeah that's gotta be incredibly terrifying in hindsight and present like as it happened like yeah I, it's I also it's so clear how bad her PTSD is because it's she's like in the moment as she's describing it. She describes it so clearly, you know, yeah. like she's so traumatized. She's like, I can't stop thinking about it. It's like she's just having such like a classic trauma response and like just like hearing her be like, and I just I can't stop thinking about Ryder and like do they have little rider in therapy is rider scared like i have like i just have so many questions that are not being answered and literally every time they talk about the shooting i'm more confused she did say that the therapist told her sorry guys that um rider would probably not remember so to like not talk about it too much yeah which is probably true i mean i'm yeah. constantly shocked by the things my nieces don't remember i'm like bitch that was two years ago like right. <laughs> like what do you mean you don't remember that are you dumb like <laughs> <laughs> but i also think that we know that trauma lives on with us even if we don't remember it um, right so i mean i guess it's good that they've talked to a therapist I, like if the therapist says that she should be taking her therapist's advice not my advice but i definitely i just have so many like why is Corey not giving us a talking head on what it was like when he found out that right. this happened? i want right. to and i mean i know taylor isn't on this fucking show anymore whatever bring taylor back on i want to hear Corey and taylor talk about what it was like to get a fucking phone call that their daughter was in a shooting yeah yeah i 
it seems like they're not really trying to use Corey anymore. No, I don't think so. And I, I kind of wonder if Corey's, I think, I bet Corey gets paid per episode and he's in each mm-hmm. episode, it seems like, for one second. Um, mm-hmm. And as long as his face on is on camera, he gets paid, I think. Mm-hmm. So they have him like pick up Ryder and be like, I love you, Ryder. Ryder, you're so great. And then he's like at the nail polish launch. You know what I mean? Like he's right. in both episodes, but you're right. But like they were fucking shot at 13 times. I want sit down interviews with everyone in their fucking family talking about what that was like. Yeah. Have Corey sit down with Arkyle in and talk about how they felt, you know? Yeah. I want, yeah. I want to hear from Arkyle. Her sister, who is like her best friend in the entire world, and her niece and nephew were in a fucking shooting. Imagine getting that phone call. And she's been present for like several conversations, and we really haven't heard her thoughts about it at all. No, not a word. By the way, Kara terrorizes me by just out of the blue texting <laughs> me, our Kyle Lynn. Times. I did it two times. Okay. She is a ter- Kara is a terrorist if you're friends with her. <laughs> she, I'll wake up on a nice Wednesday morning, stretch my arms, look at my phone, and I have a fucking zoomed in shot of Mary Brown, like of her eyes being like, good morning. <laughs> it's how i express my love elizabeth and if you don't like it then i'll take it somewhere no, else. i love it you know i love it um kara has amazing screenshots but yeah she love we love our kyle lynn um but yeah why we're not really hearing from her mom i want to hear from her mom like her family is very active on this show and all we yeah. hear is them being like you'll get through it it's fine <laughs> Right, like if we had to watch a whole like episode of her friends doing like daddy daycare <laughs> games with uh what's his face, then like we should be able to hear her parents' feelings about this. It's weird. Like, how is our Kyle like when Cheyenne they go to a rage room and at the end they're like, Cheyenne, do you feel better? And she's like, No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's sobbing. Like, how is how are her mom and sister not sitting on the floor sobbing with her as she's talking about she thought Ryder was dead? Right. It's not I mean, like this happened years there. ago. It's It apparently happened sometime within the last year of when they're filming. So, like, right. how are you as your mom? And, like, I feel like they're emotional. Like, our Kyle is emotional. We've seen them have emotional conversations. This is not, like stoic you know what i mean they're not like a stoic family they're no, very they're close very close like we talk through everything as a family all together yeah it's very and uh, i don't know if mtv mtv just isn't showing it which is very possible but like i said they should be they should be because it's so it's so compelling like we're watching a reality tv show and the main character was just shot at 13 times with their kids in the fucking car i can't think of anything more compelling to ever watch on tv i'm surprised we didn't get like teasers about this like hyping the season up like this is going to be the most dramatic season of teen mom yet like yeah weird i mean she was almost murdered and we're like (laughs) just getting her sobbing every once in a while and everybody being like it's okay shy yeah almost to the point where it seems like she's being irrational yeah it's so it's just it's fucking weird it's really fucking weird and i am really trying hard not to like blame the victims and be like you're lying and all of that shit it just doesn't make sense and i don't 
I don't think it's necessarily MTV's fault because Cheyenne could get on fucking Instagram and clear things up if she wanted to. Mm -hmm. And Zach was posting like the picture of the car and he's like, I can't believe I have to do this. I can't believe people are questioning this. And it's like, because it doesn't make sense. (laughs) And that's it. And it's not like an indictment on you. No. But just like the story that we're presented, like your friend shot at your car multiple times, but like there's just a lot of holes in this story. And like, you can't, begrudge people for having questions it well especially like be- they literally describe this as somebody they knew who's been in their home who they've taken pictures with and then zach's on instagram being like why would you say it was my friend right oh, what I- was your definition of friend zach <laughs> <laughs> because you called him your friend on tv like what yeah. are you and it's like, yeah, I I get if I was Zach and truly I like know nothing to do with this. And like people were on TV or online being like, you they this happened because of you. Like I would be very upset too. I'm not begrudging yeah. Zach for that, but like nobody in Cheyenne's life has been like, girl, they're assuming that because it's the only thing that makes sense. You need to clear up what happened. And once again, that just leads me to more speculation towards Zach because if it wasn't his fault that's fucked up to say if his behavior didn't like spark violence you could know what i'm trying to say right like i'm not trying to say that like i find like i said Mm -hmm. i find it hard to believe zach did anything that was worth shooting at a family i find it impossible to believe that but like if his actions didn't get them involved with this person then why wouldn't they just clear it up seems like a real easy thing to say a real easy thing something that you would want to say wouldn't you be giving like you and Zach could get on Instagram live and just answer questions and be like here's what happened this fucking guy went nuts I like we had a even he could be like we had a business deal that went bad and like maybe part of it is because of the court case but why can't they be like there's an ongoing court case that we can't talk about it right yeah it's giving Erica Jane it's very like, Erica Jane in a way. It's just like a little bit too defensive for it to like really make sense of like how how we're getting here. Yeah. And it's like, it's so obvious that they did not fake this, not just from the pictures, but from Cheyenne. Like there's no way Cheyenne is faking sitting on a rage room floor sobbing, talking about how she thought her daughter was murdered. No, that like, shit was real. That like, shit is real. And I just, I, I don't know. I just don't get what they're doing with this. And like, even if, zach was part like they can't come up with something you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. some sort of story yeah because like obviously this is not being told correctly like and we can put the editors on responsibility for that but like yeah just clear some things up the fact that you're acting defensive is weird yeah that's very weird um zach and cheyenne are gonna move so they go to buy a lot and once again it's like they have a little joke where she's like zach get out the checkbook because they're gonna build a house and it's like what's zach what where's the money in zach's checkbook from (laughs) whose name is on that check i mean Um, i guess from being on team mom like he is his job is being on team mom he probably gets paid well for it but it's just Um, what does he do i am very curious to know like where it is that they live now because I think further out like I mean it's got to be way out because how are you building in California yeah anywhere in LA County unless you're like way way out yeah I think like way way I have a friend that lives in like 
Santa Clarita, maybe it's called. And it's like mm-hmm. technically LA County, but she lives in a nice size house that I know her and her husband could not afford. Right. Like I'm sure her parents helped her, but I'm like, there's no way that this is LA prices. No way. No way. Oh, so yeah. Not, I mean, it just doesn't help that like nothing about Chai's life has ever really made sense. That's a pretty girl privilege, you know? Yeah, truly. All <laughs> right. Let's speak of the other pretty girl on Teen Mom. Another one. Ashley. God bless her. I think Ashley is so beautiful. She's very, very pretty. No, and no you know what? She's so good at doing her makeup. She's so she has good style. Like she's really good at like presenting herself. Yeah. Yeah. She's very like well put together. Yeah. So Barr is coming home from rehab and she basically tells Barr that he's going to take an Uber home from the airport and she surprises him at the airport. And it's cute, but also like watching them, watching Ashley like lose her mind over seeing this guy. I'm like, girl, (laughs) I can say this and you can't, but it was giving Whitney and Bobby at at some point. It was like, okay, like Whitney picking him up from prison. God, they are. Um, yeah i mean usually i do like it like we were just talking about how i like her style but the the leggings with the black corset to the airport was a choice that really um, was. and then they're like in the back seat of that town car like yeah. it's very whitney and bobby when they just be like in the limo oh my god right little yeah, bobby even- christina being like stop just screaming in the third row with her game boy yeah he um yeah he was like nuzzling her neck and i'm like oh he put a baby in that in that in her that is probably when she got pregnant Uh, for i literally wrote that down this man put it in her she probably stopped taking her birth control when he was gone yep yep i could tell the vibes were so oh they i was like i'm surprised they're not fucking in the car honestly (laughs) they you know that they're like very sexually compatible like that's why they're still them oh yeah (laughs) here's i had a question for you though do you think because clearly ashley is used to the chaos Mm -hmm. whether she enjoys it or not i don't know but she's definitely used to it Mm -hmm. do you think that there's a world in which Bard really gets his shit together and maybe she finds him a little bit boring possibly yeah even subconsciously yeah a hundred percent um just because first of all I think Ashley is so much shit she hasn't worked on so Mm. uh, like I don't that doesn't go away if Bard gets better I yeah I totally agree I mean remember when they're breaking up and she was like fucking that other guy and like basically sending pictures to Bar of her fucking him like like was she like twerking in a parking lot at one point about how yes. she was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course that's an iconic moment of television yeah, um go back and watch that <laughs> like she yeah she likes this did you see okay i didn't post this on my instagram because i couldn't really like tell when it was from and the story around it was like a little unclear but ashley got served eviction papers and the mm-hmm. landlord came to the house and i guess holly opened the door for reasons that someone said that ashley was passed out on the couch i don't know it i'm like how would anybody know that you know like right the details around the story are confusing but ashley films herself it's an older couple they're in their late in their 60s probably Mm -hmm. ashley films herself screaming at them 
fuck you you fucking assholes don't ever fucking come to my house and talk to my daughter i'll fucking kill you um open like the the guy's like i'm calling the police and she's like call the fucking police the wife is like in the backseat of the car ashley opens the door Mm. gets in this old woman's face and is screaming at her off to send you the video it's yeah so crazy like and the fact that ashley filmed it and then clearly sent it to somebody right it just is like this i've always talked about this right like this ashley that exists online that doesn't exist on this show yeah i mean like you don't get into like a tag team fight with your mama if like there are other parts if there are not other parts of your life that are like absolutely also like show filming yourself because you're so convinced you're in the right like you're never gonna be in the right if you are in an old lady's face screaming as she's like buckled into the backseat of the car like trying to get away from you right like you're just getting you're just never could you imagine getting into a fight with your mom against another mother daughter like what no 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 No, absolutely not not even close my mom barely even curses and she giggles afterwards (laughs) oh gosh yeah it's just it's the video i'll maybe i'll post it on my instagram i I guess i will because we're talking about it but it's weird Mm -hmm. because the details around it are so hazy but it's like honestly it's hard for me to imagine anything these old people could have done that elicited the response that Ashley is giving. Yeah, that's that sounds like a lot. And to film herself doing it is like, oh, she's so fucked up that she thinks she's in the right. Yeah, like there, there's a certain level of like anger yes. for you to think that that's like acceptable and justified. And some people in the comments are like, well, if they came and talked to Holly, she's like every right to do it. And it's like, well, no, like you just tell them to get off your property and call the police. So like if you're, right. well, I mean, I get why Ashley wouldn't want to, I don't want to be like, you should just call the police, but like nothing helps by you getting in their face, fucking screaming at them. How does that help Holly? Right. Like it, it's just showing Holly a scarier situation. Exactly. And it's really? uh, when did this happen evicted evicted yeah Yeah. are you googling it no i'm I'm just thinking to myself is this not the house that i think it's this house it looks like the one that they're in now because they moved since there was a house that she paid a year in advance but they're in a different house now right yes okay yes um if you google ashley jones evicted um you'll see some youtube grace report Mm -hmm. as a youtube up Ashley attacks her landlords on videos. Oh Ashley Jones her, records herself threatening her landlords. It's just like <laughs> it's just really it just shows you know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. shows like this level of Ashley that is why she's with Barr in my opinion. Right. Having another baby by Barr is insane. How far along is she at this point? I, we don't know. Ugh. I would guess probably early ish because she was willing to fight right (laughs) no matter like no matter who started it ashley was willing to buck up and t was right behind her (laughs) oh my god but yeah i mean it was nice to hear first of all it was very cute to see holly 
like over the moon excited to see bar because holly does love her daddy she um, really loves him and yeah it was a very cute like hey you got an amazon package uh-huh. outside and it's actually your dad yeah and bar does like it is nice hearing him talk about i think this is like probably truly the first time bars and like serious work on himself he's like it was really nice being like in a community of people who understood and i'm like please start going to 12 step meetings bar like you can have this i talked about this extensively in the last couple seasons that i thought bar would really benefit from aa and so it's interesting to hear him talk about that he liked that part of rehab and he's talking about how drinking is just a symptom and that he's maybe not totally changed but he's trying and i mean it was nice i have a soft spot for bar i can't help it i do too i when he's like really contrite and like yeah it's hard not to like feel all the empathy for him and just want him to like i really really root for that kid more than like a lot of people (laughs) he also Um, has the tas a thing going on in which they both look very young to me like bar Mm -hmm. has a baby face and so i am looking at him like he's 14 not like 26 right. or however old he is so i'm like yeah. I'm like this poor baby and it's like that's a grown man <laughs> like, like i want to make him a sandwich while he talks about his feelings yeah yeah he looks young and he's like little right like he's short yeah. he's thin like he's small in stature with a little baby face which i think makes it easier to like have empathy for him which is fucked up but human nature i think <laughs> yeah um yeah i feel for him but i did feel like he was like maybe more dismissive of the substance abuse than like he seemed more focused on like the mental health aspect which is great but like not all of it yeah i i was wondering if he was doing a like it's actually fine for me to use as long as i do it in moderation and like fix my mental health yep um which i don't think for bar would work very well at least not for a long time um yeah and what bar probably needs I think Barb probably needs to be on an abstinence track. Yep. And then I didn't really realize the stuff about Ashley's dad until she said it. And I was like, oh, you're dating your dad. Yeah, I I knew it, but I don't remember how I knew it. Like, it hasn't been talked about extensively. But also, it's like, every time that Ashley talks about how her grandparents raised her, I'm always like, where was T? Where was T? I can't imagine T, like, I don't know. On one hand, I can't imagine T like actively mothering Ashley because their relationship is so weird. But then on the like, they're more like sisters in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, it's like, I mean, she raises Ashley's younger sister, like, and her and Chris, Ashley and Chris never talk about like mom not being around. So it's just yeah it's just curious like maybe she was working all the time but then Ashley also wants us to believe that she was super rich growing up so you know what I mean like I think, spoiled, yeah mm-hmm. I think Ashley has a very warped sense of her childhood yeah and it shows it shows yeah when she was saying like my dad I'm so used to this because my dad was in and out of rehab but what I'm not used to is somebody who actually wants to get better it's so really I'm wondering sad. what that's gonna be like like oh girl it's a really sad thing to say super sad uh but that's really it for these episodes Kara thank you for coming on it makes it so much easier when I can chat with my great friend about teen mom on my teen mom podcast thank you for having me it was an absolute treat as usual will you please plug your podcasts 
Yes, ma'am. Um, you can listen to my pop culture slash reality TV recap podcast, Everyone's Business But Mine. The current schedule is pop culture, what's happening in the news on Mondays, Wednesdays I'm recapping Sister Wives, Fridays I'm recapping Housewives. Uh, we're kind of in flux with the Housewives, but we'll be doing Salt Lake and Potomac moving forward um and then i also have a patreon at patreon.com slash ebbm podcast where i do a lot of documentaries a lot of like true crime stuff um i just did a stunt queen september in which i talked about my favorite people in pop culture who just act out like uh dr <laughs> dr Faison, uh robinson love like the, the teen doctor from a few years ago who's hometown like hero of west palm beach florida baby <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> um this week i'll be doing sins of our mother lori valley documentary on netflix uh, did you watch it yet is it good i have not watched it but i've heard that it's very good and jarring even if you were following the story as i was in real okay. time good because you know i hate turning on a true crime doc and it's like i've learned nothing new by the end of it yeah it got the it got the jay reyna stamp of approval so if you oh. don't like it blame him i i will i will blame him <laughs> love you jay all right kara thank you so much for doing this with me thank you for having me have a good one bye, bye. this podcast is brought to you by solid listen network find me on instagram at feathers underscore pod